0: mm <laughs> Call two people that are the absolute best at what they do. I think you would call them the world's finest, right? Hey, that's a good one. Yeah, i will go with that. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Vigilante 1939 podcast. We are part of the Let's Go Podcast Network pop culture without the pop. My name is Nick Zenick, And today, today, I'm not joined by Nico Caruso and his father, Nicholas Caruso. No, they had some patrolling to do in Gotham City tonight so thankfully I was able to find somebody that is just as equally great as both of them and you heard this gentleman before and now he's returning to talk about these two shows with me and that is from the Let's Go podcast network he's my favorite of this person I'm joined by Chris Evans Chris how you doing man I'm doing great how are you doing I'm doing fantastic brother I'm so happy to have you on I mean these two subjects that we're going to talk about i'm sure like right up your alley right
1: oh yeah i've i've been
0: waiting for this it's going to be a good time <laughs> <laughs> there you go. it's going to be fun. absolutely and if you guys have been listening to the past two episodes i think is when we've been promoting it so i announced that chris Evans and i are going to be reviewing both the remainder of batwoman season two and the duration of superman and lois so uh that's what we're going to do today so and if you have not seen both Batwoman and Superman and Lois. These are going to be spoiler discussions. So I'm going to throw that little disclaimer right out in the front. So if you have not seen the episodes or you just want to hear us talk about it, you've been, you were warned up front. So uh, Chris, I think without further ado, uh, people generally like to talk about Batman before they do Superman. Uh, (laughs) So I think we'll start off with Batwoman. And you're in a very precarious situation because when I thought of somebody to talk about this show with i mean you instantly came to mind because since since i've known you and since i've seen you cover the show you've had quite the journey with batwoman so would you uh you want to l- elaborate a little bit on your journey of, of
1: batwoman up till this point i like the way you put that as a journey because that, that is what it's been at this point so <laughs> it's, it's been an interesting journey lots of ups and downs a lot of mostly downs if we're being honest which we're gonna get pretty honest <laughs> um so yeah i uh, you know as a big batwoman fan i was ant for the show the first season and i was like okay cool we're finally getting batwoman on screen in some form it's gonna be awesome i love batwoman and then we got it and i was like oh so this is what we got <laughs> it's cool uh you know but i stuck with the first season and it had some good stuff like you know um alice how does they call her alice scarston rachel scarston as <laughs> <is> alice <laughs> is just perfection Mm -hmm. she is really really good and i think even she's bigger than the show in a way Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that's i don't want to say it's all the writers because it's not it is a lot of her performance that she puts into it that makes it that special the mannerisms these little ticks that she has Mm -hmm. so she was a highlight of the first season but then you had ruby rose's kate and sometimes it was like they had a mannequin in a suit if you will she just wasn't the best (laughs) and then you know on the second season they recast her with the absolutely wonderful davisia leslie Mm. and i don't know about you nick but Mm -hmm. i was really against this at first because i hated the idea of someone under the cowl that's not kate because i'm just one of those people i like it the way it is in comics Mm -hmm. please give me that but i i've given this series this um season a shot so far so um without rambling too much i'll get to this current episode Mm -hmm. uh this this previous episode that aired i thought it was pretty good uh it wasn't the best but i like a lot of what they did uh namely i liked how it's it wasn't just a villain of the week there was more to it you know it wasn't just oh we have to stop wolf spider wolf spider Mm -hmm. was in the background and i like that because the main story was allowed to move forward um so that was that was a plus and again leslie is just davisa leslie is just so good in this role she brings a warmth and a charm to it that goes beyond whatever the script says i think she really rises above and i said that in my review too, the written version of it she just manages to go above and beyond whatever's in that script so far and that's saying a lot considering i thought the first two episodes were absolutely terrible <laughs> what you think of this episode yeah, so I'm I'm kind
0: of in the same camp of you. Like, I was really, like, on and off with Batwoman, to be honest. I was kind of in the same boat as you. I actually kind of thought um, Ruby Rose was miscast. Kind of in a well, I mean, like, I'm all for, like, different takes. I get that it was a certain take, and I know that she's a big, like, television actress coming hot off of, like, Orange is the New Black. So, of course, mm-hmm. they'd want to get a high-profile name, right? And, obviously, representation. Uh, but I just thought that like it has it was too choppy uh some of like the CW-ness that I think a lot of us are kind of like really tapped down on I think the show really suffers from like tone is what I think this the, the uh, excuse me the show really suffers from the most uh but to kind of get over to the the episode uh of this week I'm actually with you I think Javicia Leslie is like really fantastic in this role. I think she's been killing it with what she's been given. Uh, I think that for some reason we tend to give these Bat family characters a, a break, even when the show isn't, <laughs> isn't great, uh, mm-hmm. Chris, but I'm with you. I mean, I, I think that a sh- like a Batwoman show is just cool. Like I love Cassandra Kane or I should say I love, but she's not on the show as of right now. And I right think <laughs> that it was a big, it was a big swing for them to kind of not recast Kate Kane and to create an entirely new character mm-hmm. when some even said that they botched Kate Kane in the first place,
1: you know? Um, I don't know if you I would don't agree one. with botched her, though. I, I I do think the first season didn't understand what to, the writers didn't understand what to do with her. Sure. I, I do think that um, she wasn't really allowed to do much. It was kind of the Alice show in a way. Her, her storyline just seemed more important than Kate's. Sure
0: for sure so yeah so let's kind of jump into so you brought up episode five so let's um let's do a little bit of like the good the bad like the action like do you think that this is still an improvement from season one and and are you like optimistic kind of going forward a little mm-hmm.
1: bit okay uh- <laughs> Let's see, optimism on this one. Yes, actually, I am a little bit more optimistic. Um, mainly, again, because I think Javisa Leslie is really bringing something fun to it and she's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I also think that the storylines that they're working with is something that's gonna keep you coming back to it, which is, is, a, is a big deal, I think, in this one. And as you know, the, the mystery of this one is, where is Kate? Which yeah. I didn't expect them to hit on so soon, And I don't want to get into negatives just yet. I want to keep going with the positives first, but Mm -hmm. I think that that's a cool storyline. And, you know, they've still got more to show that we haven't seen yet. Like, Black Mask is coming. I'm a huge Black Mask fan, and -hmm. I've been saying I have to watch it at least until I see Black Mask. You're going to get it in in the season finale. (laughs) Oh, I'm guessing, yeah. I'm guessing, like, the end of the, like, the, the last moments of the finale, you just see Roman put a mask on. It's like, black mask (laughs) next season
0: oh man yeah so that that's a good point that i actually wanted to bring up because i think you hit it on one of your interviews or maybe you and i were talking off air where you just said it so you were confused that they're doing the uh where's kate kane storyline do you think that they should be uh doing that right now when they're trying to develop this entirely new character in the process do you think that that like that's the right call for the show,
1: no, actually, I, I don't. The more I thought about it, well, I, again I said I liked it in the episode, and I do, but I do think it is undercutting Ryan Wilder. Mm-hmm. I think it's undercutting the development because you're you're basically telling us Kate is out there, Kate is coming back when we should be focused on Ryan is Batwoman, Ryan is gonna take care of the city, this is Ryan's world, Ryan's Gotham. Mm-hmm. But instead, we're not really getting that, and we're chasing down Kate with these little clues that allow us to see minimal developments from the character of ryan wilder and again that's Mm -hmm. where that actress comes through over the script i think she's making the most of it but we're just on this kate train which i think should have been held back for the later half of the season maybe Mm -hmm. yeah no
0: i i completely agree uh i think i think if if you were going to start completely fresh i think they should have started completely fresh Mm -hmm. like a third thing was they wanted to wipe the slate clean I think you should have, like, went with this totally new character, give her a whole new Gotham, leave Alice, like, you know, we're in season one. I mean, it's cool that, like, they brought the best part, arguably, of season one back mm-hmm. in season two because, you know, as a writing team, why wouldn't you? Right. right? Um, it's a cash cow. Yeah. But I think because, you know, it's like it, it was a way for them to world build all over again. So, I. Here's why I want to kind of follow up on that. Do you think that they're, they're going to bring Kay, a recasted K Kane
1: by the end of the season? That's the thing. I, I, I don't know. As because, an
0: early guess, of
1: course, because we don't know. <laughs> right, right. As an early I I don't know because it would just undo what they've tried to build. Hmm. And it's kind of nonsensical, in my opinion, <laughs> to if hmm. you're going to recast Kate anyway, why did we do this? Yeah. You know, if you guys really wanted to recast Kate, they could have used DeVisa, let do we see a leslie as kate nobody would have mind like i wouldn't have mind if that was the case that would have been fine with me mm-hmm. but they went this whole other character so it's like well, why why would we do this and obviously uh, this is early guess kate probably isn't dead if we're doing all this good point it, it yep. really wouldn't make sense for the writer to say oh guess what kate's gone but we spent x amount of episodes following the trail even name dropping the joker to do this <laughs> you know jack (laughs) mr napier himself mr napier himself (laughs) it's a lot of mentions in this season so far and the painting actually the painting idea is actually really cool and very joker like i think it was (laughs) yeah him using somebody's um blood and whatnot to go over a canvas is amazing (laughs) i know i was really
0: hoping that like when i tweeted that gif at you after the episode i was like i think he got this i mean i think i think he picked up on that uh, (laughs) party man
1: i got (laughs) you for sure
0: yeah so kind of uh chris where i want to take this a little bit uh further is so we're five episodes in Mm -hmm. i want to get your take on how you think like the villains have been incorporated like what do you think of the action
1: uh what what do you think of like those elements of the show okay so in the first season Every villain was treated like a villain of the week, and they never gave him any time to do anything else, even magpie, who should have been a bigger deal was not um the only villain that got anything to do was Alice, mm-hmm. and off the top of my head, the absolute worst villain was the executioner that i th- i th- i think th- I might have given that trash juice. I don't remember <laughs> if I didn't, I probably felt it and then had like a change of heart at the last second, like no, it's not that bad, but <laughs> uh on for this season so far mm-hmm. we've seen uh wolf spider who i liked and more alice but the way they're integrating the other characters has just been much better this season overall not just the villains but the actual mm-hmm. team batwoman i think have been mm-hmm. a little bit more better integrated after those first two episodes mm-hmm. we, we really had to get over that hump of introducing all this stuff i you know from there mm-hmm. it's been good um as far as the action choreography that uh, not to make a pun here, but that took a strong hit in those first couple episodes. It nice. was not where it was in the previous season. It it really didn't look good. It 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 was a step down. Mm-hmm. But like now, I would say that fight with Wolf Spider was really on par with the first season. Okay. And it was cool to watch it, and also uh, I like that Wolf Spider was not a traditional fighting style. That mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't using a traditional fighting style. It was something a little bit different. Sure. So sure. I, I like that too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of improvements going on, but we'll see.
0: Well, Chris, there's one person that you didn't uh mention here, and I know he's your favorite uh villain, and that's Hush. Oh yeah. Oh I forgot. Yeah, Hush come was on. In You you knew I was you knew you knew we were gonna talk about I that. Completely one, I completely forgot
1: he was in it. <laughs> First episode. Yeah, I forgot I, I blacked that one out actually. <laughs> he blacked it out. <laughs> uh, um last season, Hush was fine. Mm-hmm. And that cliffhanger that the first season ended on was so cool. Like, oh, he's he's gonna be Bruce Wayne. Awesome. Right. And then these you know, the first episode happens and <laughs> yeah. it uh, he gets defeated in mm-hmm. in the dumbest possible way. Like they disable his, his Batmobile, and then for whatever reason Batwoman decides to go hide and wait for him to fight with him again, even though she already won the fight. <laughs> I think it's taken out so easily, and the face is ripped. She so literally punches his face off. And then there's, there's no more. It's like, what was the point of this?
0: Oh man, I just love that line. They disabled the Batmobile, <laughs> as
1: if that's the easiest thing in the world. Anyway, for Luke, it was just yeah, a couple of button presses, and we were done. Oh man, and then he gets his face literally punched off. Oh man. So
0: Chris, the the kind of the second to last thing that I wanted to kind of bring this a little full circle is this idea of this new team batwoman Mm -hmm. that we're kind of integrating. Cause I happen to think that like, it feels like it's more edgy in a way. Right. Where it's almost like they like, it's almost like, I don't know if she needs them or they need her, but she, she's kind of on like that lone wolf status right now, but she knows that she can't really do it by herself. Mm -hmm. Um, How are you digging
1: this new dynamic between quote unquote team batwoman? Uh, I like the stuff with her and Mary. Luke being upset took getting used to and now he's over it. So that's nice. So mm-hmm. now, like the last episode's version of Team Batwoman, I like a lot. I think the chemistry is flowing there. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite moments of the episode actually came from a Team Batwoman moment when um, Batwoman asserts her dominance there saying, I'm Batwoman. I'm in the suit. I'm going to do it my way. I yeah. thought that was a perfect moment. Yep. Yeah. I,
0: I agree, and you know, and I and I like because we don't want to like totally like crap on like the season or the episode. I mean, I no. think that there are some really cool like visual shots of like Batwoman, like once oh. she's on like a gargoyle or once mm-hmm. she, what she like shows up on a building and like there's they play like that score in the background and it feels like a Batman show in a way. Like there are some really cool things, and you know, and I, I agree with you. I I think the action has been. With what she's been given i think she's been killing it um but the next the last thing i want to touch on real quick uh chris is this idea of kryptonian batwoman <laughs> and i think you know where i'm going with this so uh yeah. any 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 thoughts on on this this thing that they're doing with, with ryan here <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh if i'm trying to think of how to articulate this sure. one so one of my biggest issues last season was that stupid kryptonite gun. <laughs> I hated the if you like the kryptonite gun that's fine I you know that's cool. Mm-hmm. I hated the kryptonite gun thing. Through the entire season I hated it. And then to see them bring it back again and use it this time mm-hmm. like okay seriously what did this get us? But now I'm seeing there may have been a point to this. Yeah. She's getting alien poisoning or whatever you want to call it. Maybe she's going to have Kryptonian powers now. Who knows? I'm just curious to see where it goes. There you go. Kryptonian Batwoman. That's why I called her. There you go. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. There you go. She could be part of the House of L.
0: The the, the logo is going to be green instead of red. It's That'd going to manifest cool, her. That'd be cool. It'd be like the symbiote, Chris.
1: Oh, I like that idea. Why? What if like her cape was green too inside with lining? That'd be fun. Sounds like we're, we're making, like, the injustice
0: game or something. Like I'm not against
1: that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm not either. Yeah. So, so Chris, you are from the Let's Go Podcast Network. So, let's kind of we'll, – we'll make an exception here. So, uh, obviously, the rating system. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you that know, I'll kind of bring you guys up to speed. Why not? So, at the very, very top, we have a gotta go. Just below that, we have a let's go. Just below that, we have a go. Just below that, we have a don't go. And then way, way, way at the bottom, Chris, you have a trash juice. What would be your rating for this week's episode of Batwoman? It's a solid go. Okay. Fair. Fair. I'm going to agree with you. I think this is a solid. It's a solid go. It's not the worst. There's worse ways mm-hmm. to spend your time. I tend to use that a lot because that's what it is. It's a, accurate. It's, it's a decent episode of superhero content. That's exactly how I would I would write. Is it? easy. Is it the quality of this next thing that we're going to talk about? Mm -hmm. Probably not, but that's okay. So that's kind of our rundown on, uh, on Batwoman season two, episode five, as always, you can tweet us at vigilante 1939 and let us know what you thought of Batwoman. Are you loving it? Are you hating it? Do you agree with us? Do you not agree with us? Feel free to let us know, but Chris, when you look up in the sky and there's a bird, it's not a plane. It's the Man of Steel. So, our, oh, it's Kryptonian our, there you go. There you go. So, now we're, we're <laughs> going to switch over to the other half of World's Finest, which is the Man of Steel himself, Superman. So, Superman and Lois had its premiere uh, yesterday, which was Tuesday. Um, this show, arguably, was one of the most like hyped and talked about shows that I've seen in a long time. So, I don't even want to, like, waste any more time. Chris, Uh, what did you think of the
1: premiere of Superman and Lois? Take this wherever you want, man. Quick thoughts, and then I want to get yours. Sure. You know, I really, really enjoyed this show. I thought that it was the perfect blend of Superman content that we've, we've seen in a long time. It's the most perfect blend that we've seen in a long time. You have that classic feel to it. You have a modern feel to it. And it just... Worked. I really, really liked it a
0: lot. Yeah, Chris, I'm so with you, man. I mean, like there was all this talk of like I wasn't a big fan of Hacklin Superman going into this. Like I liked the first few times that we saw him in Supergirl, and then I didn't. I absolutely despised what they did to him in the crossovers. I thought Me it too. was completely disrespectful to the character that that I've loved my my whole life. I uh, so and I was a little bit on the fence and then they cast like Elizabeth Tulich. and then they, and then you know they keep passing all these like really good really good actors for the show and I'm like okay I think they're taking this seriously and then I, and then the trailer comes out and it looks like phenomenal I mean the cinematography just looks high budgety right it just it feels quality? like you're watching like the man of steel trailer yeah <laughs> all over again essentially uh so then I watched the premiere and I just couldn't stop smiling, Chris. <laughs> like, yeah. it was, like, it was, like, the Superman content that I think we needed, but nobody wants to admit, in a way, you know? Because, like, everybody's just so hung up on, like, Cavill Superman, and rightfully well, so. Yeah. I mean, but it's, uh, but I mean, and, like, I cried multiple times. Like, I don't even care that I'm an adult. <laughs> I cried, like, three times during that hour, and I'm so glad I did, because that's what this character makes me feel. And, We'll get into it. So now that that's kind of like the initial, uh, kind of opening to this, Chris. Let's uh, let's talk about that opening scene, kind of right off the bat. Which oh was, yes. <laughs> they we have all these different like opening monologues. We you know the love story mm-hmm. of Lois and Clark, uh, and then it shifts over to Superman saving the day, but he's not in his typical Superman suit, Chris. He's in the Max Fleischer, yes, <laughs> Superman suit. Which... I don't know about you. I never oh thought god. I'd see that on screen. Oh my god. And I'd why did it look as good
1: them. as it did? That's the better yeah. question. That's the other thing. Like it's amazing how they're able to make these. I don't want to say goofy. Mm-hmm. Let's call it classic. That's they right. make these classic looks work on film now. Because mm-hmm. I you know, you think 20 years ago or even a little bit longer, studios were scared of these costumes, so they had to be leather or made of this thick weird rubber (laughs) and now soup you had him wearing the fleischer suit and it looked great oh my
0: god yeah and let's just i mean like what an homage too, right Mm -hmm. i mean that's what we can think of like this show as it's practically an homage to superman all around right i mean that scene where he's just lifting the truck and then he's like oh my mom made it for me right and i'm like (laughs) Like what? Like what a line! I mean, right? Like how does that not want to make you smile? And you know, Chris, I'll just say, you know, you that smile
1: with him. I think almost. right.
0: That's uh, that's how you make a a cell phone scene successful. Might might I add, you know, in uh in that episode or in that scene. So, have did you catch that? Where I just uh made a little dig on the uh theatrical JL scene there. So, but. Oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. It was... Uh, I was I was saying that, like, I think, like, that scene totally, like, tops whatever that Justice League was in the theatrical cut, which his lines are great. Again, his dialogue is great. But, you know, the presentation of that scene, I just can never get over. But that's not what we're here to talk about. So <laughs> let's... Um, okay, yeah. So that Fleischer scene, I mean, right off the bat, just it sets, sets the tone, tone yeah. of, like, the show. Yeah, like, instantly. And then... So then, I think I think this is the part where, like, now we we keep getting like flashbacks of like where the story is, mm-hmm. like Lois and Clark meet for the first time. We see that they fall in love, they get married. Then we see the kids, uh, and Superman gets called to action, Chris, and we get like our first
1: action sequence. Yes,
0: with the big boy blue himself. So, talk to me about the opening uh sequence with Superman.
1: Well, you know, so I I think it's important. Well, that scene is cool. The lead up to it, not just the Fleischer part, but the rest of it makes that scene worth it in a way. Mm -hmm. Like like it feels earned, you know? Yeah. So when we get him and he's full on Superman and he's flying into a nuclear nuclear reactor, Mm -hmm. it is one of the coolest Superman things I've seen in a while. Mm -hmm. And and there's not even really any action in it because he's not fighting with anybody. He's just fixing the problem. But the way it's handled is really nice. It Mm -hmm. looks great. And to see him just do something like that was just it's cool to see it. I like seeing that. I like seeing Superman do super things, yeah. You know, it and to call back on, uh, I believe it's BBS where he does things like this like, um, he pulls that ship out of the ice and a few mm-hmm. other things. I love that too. I like seeing Superman do stuff like this. So to see it like the way they presented it, I dug that a lot. The way he identifies a problem and takes care of it even better like his solution of going to get the ice thing the you know creating ice then using it that was awesome Mm. yeah and i don't know if he caught
0: that i believe that was like a reference to superman 3 is what somebody mentioned to me with the nuclear plant apparently yeah where he freezes the lake and he drops it in the plant i believe that was a callback to superman 3 so again like callbacks Mm. all over the show which I haven't seen the movie in a long time, too, but somebody mentioned it to me. And if it was a callback, that's I think that's like freaking great, to be honest.
1: I have not seen the first three Superman movies.
0: Oh, Chris! I know. I know. (laughs) I've seen pieces of
1: them and I don't really like them.
0: Oh, well, I at least 78 Superman, I think is is a good time. And Superman, two I think is I think it's still like worth watching. You know, uh, before we record next week's episode, I'll watch at least one of them. Awesome. Awesome. We'll we'll make sure to get your, your updated thoughts, Chris. And we'll as do that. You, as you take a stroll through Superman's legacy mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh so yeah, so I completely agree with you. You know, it was it was Superman doing Superman things yet again, which was great. I thought the suit actually looks great. Oh, yeah. I don't know about you, I mean this the whole like man of steel look that clearly they were going for. I mean,
1: I thought just do you Suits him. What do you think about this suit compared to his other suit that he wore? Which do you so, prefer?
0: Here's the thing. I didn't quite hate the one that he wore in Supergirl. I just think that maybe the, the cape or whatever, mm-hmm. I think might have like looked a little silly on him. But I actually thought it looked pretty comic accurate. But this suit is just... I think it's like a top Superman
1: suit that I've seen, to be honest. How about you? I didn't know I even had a problem with the Supergirl suit until I saw this one. Okay. Once I saw this one, I was like, "Oh, that is a lot better. That's all, that's really nice. That's I like the neckline on it. I like the the newer look of the fabric. It mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of the cavill suit. Sure, um, I get I get like a Cavil vibe from it. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. I like where the cape flows. It's so a it's a good suit. I agree. I agree. So aside from
0: again the action, which we're we're absolutely praising here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris let's let's talk about the uh the characters in the show which obviously make the show right oh, so yeah. let's um I think Lois is kind of in the background but you can touch on her if you want but where I think the heart of the show lies is obviously the kids right Jordan and Jonathan so mm-hmm. Chris talk to me a little bit about the teenagers because I think that was the most important thing that everybody was watching going into the show right
1: I think so and i think that was what people are most curious about too Mm -hmm. um because if you watch the other stuff with this version of superman he didn't have the kids yet and then in the crisis episode he magically has two of them (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so you know we all went in this a little bit more curious and watching them i like how distinct they are and i really like how they didn't try to hide anything about jordan they Mm -hmm. went right at it and they addressed that you know he's got some things going on and i appreciated that um and i like that again they're distinct but also they have this bond with each other that works really well and it comes across very well on screen Mm -hmm. they they weren't like at each other's throats the way you would would have expected them to be yeah no i i completely
0: Um, agree yeah yeah the um the thing that i was worried about was kind of like you like Oh, parents, Superman, I don't know if this is going to work in in modern day, you know? I mm-hmm. mean, but then... Because Dan Superman is a completely different Superman, right? Like, I can understand why people would be, like, really off-put right. on that whole concept, right? In a way. Um, but I thought the kids were, like, the best part of this premiere. I'm with you. Oh, really? I mean... Well, because... Here's what I think. I know, like, I know Superman was going to be great because... I've said that I don't think there's been a bad Superman show ever. So I had a feeling that they were going to make whatever Superman scenes that they had were going to be like spectacular. I was interested in what the dynamic between the family was like Clark Kent with his sons, because it's an element that we've never seen in Superman mythos before. Right. At least on screen, like live action wise. Um, So when he's like talking with, with Jordan is like, the scenes with Clark and Jordan were by far like my favorite, at least because I and and I think Jonathan was a cool character too. I mean, you know, he kind of plays like that that jock that's like a jerk to his brother, but then he also looks out for him, so he's not really like. He's not it's that not. Bad. It didn't go like you know. It's not like quote unquote teeny, in a way, right? Where, uh, but then Jordan, I I thought was intriguing because I dig that they uh they flat out and said that. He has he suffers from, like, mental disorders, mm-hmm. like, social anxiety. And I'm just like, okay, so Clark has to, like, now connect with his son that has mental health issues. And he thinks his, his son feels like he's an outsider because he can't relate to anybody. And he doesn't know that his dad's, like, the second greatest superhero <laughs> of all time because that is still Batman. I'm sorry. Right. Um, I agree. Right? Second so, so, again, so, you know, I'm, I'm hooked. And it's like because the time I'm watching, I'm like, man, they probably think their dad is a loser, but they don't know that he's Superman, <laughs> you know. So when uh, they tell him, I'm just like, man, because the scenes got me, dude. You know, I'm just oh, like, yeah. like who like as a Superman fan, it's like he can it's almost like he can connect with everybody in the world. But at the same time, he can't. And the, the people that he can't connect with are the most important people that he should connect with, right? Which are his sons. So Chris, is there anything else that you want to like elaborate on? Like with the kids or anything like that?
1: You know, I think that it was a, it was a great idea to have Jordan manifest the powers first. Good point. Uh, especially because it's a misdirect. You, you know, automatically, oh, Jonathan's got, especially he's got the name, Jonathan. We know as in the comics, mm-hmm. that is the super kid. <laughs> yep so it, it, i like that um something that not a lot of people have mentioned or i haven't seen him anyway uh jordan is playing injustice that has superman in it mm. and i i like what that hints at about the greater universe yep. of the show <laughs> yeah uh, i thought that was a really cool thing but back mm-hmm. to the actual the just the emotions of the kids you mentioned it i think on twitter and that line he says about um you're a, you're sent to be a hero, but not a good father or something. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the line? I I don't remember what it was exactly. When he when they yeah. reveal it, you were you were sent here to be a a hero or something. Oh
0: yeah, I can't I can't remember the uh the line, but I think I know what what you're
1: yeah that what that you're was talking about really yeah. good line and the way it was delivered was perfect. Mm-hmm. And then like you you figure Jonathan's gonna hang back and it's okay, Dad. He leaves too. <laughs> So oh, I, I like, yeah, the, mm-hmm. I like the emotional moments with the family. I didn't think I was going to like that. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I wasn't expecting yeah. to. So. Yeah, I good think stuff. it was
0: it was one of those, I think, where he says, like, the world's always going to need Superman, but my family needs Clark Kent. I think, was it something like that along the lines? I don't
1: remember. It, it was something like that, but I'm pretty sure he said something like you were, you're not a good father or something. Mm-hmm. I forgot the way he put it. No. but you said yeah. on twitter i think it was a it, but it's a really great line if if i could remember it <laughs> <laughs> no i but was i, I could, but
0: one. i mean yeah i thought the writing was just good in general so i mean oh, if yeah. i can find it i mean I'll, I'll definitely say it before before we end but um
1: yeah i was impressed
0: i yeah so do i um and i'm eager to see where they go too because you kind of brought it up so i mean it feels like they're going like the super sons route mm-hmm. in a Way here doesn't it? a little bit like you know and all these CW shows, they always have like a team this, a team that, right? So I mean, I guess Chris, is it safe to say that our team Superman is gonna be Superman, Lois Lane, and his two kids, maybe, or or maybe General Lane is in there because obviously I think I think it's cool that th- that he knows that he's I th- Superman. I think that was a cool way where maybe he's like the yeah. Oracle, kind of involved a little bit.
1: Oh, that might be interesting. I, I think it is going to be team super family, Superman, super family. And I'm OK with that. Um, the only concern I would have going forward is if he's going to stay in Smallville, how much Superman are we getting? Uh, that is kind of a question I have, but I, I think it's a little early to be w- worrying about that. Maybe
0: I was going to say that's uh, that's actually a great point. I mean, not not to draw comparisons but everybody knows that the last time there was a a Superman show set in Smallville was obviously Smallville and there was he wasn't Superman but I don't think they're going that well but Chris I'm not going to disagree with you in the sense that I wouldn't be shocked if there was more Clark Kent than there was Superman
1: yeah but okay so if they do that I don't think I mind because I really like the way this Clark is portrayed in the show I didn't, sure. like, like you said, I didn't like the Crisis crossover or the other crossover. that I wasn't really a big fan. But the individual episodes, he was fine. Here, he feels different. I guess it's the writers, but I, I like this Clark a lot. So I'm okay with seeing you know, him deal with his family.
0: Well, mm. that's, that's a great transition. So Chris, speaking of dealing with his family, mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's talk about one of the, like, which was actually my most emotional beat of the episode, which completely like broke me down, which was the scene where his mother calls him and his mother's like calling out for him, telling him to come home. Or he gets a call saying that he should come home. Oh yeah. Uh, and then obviously, so he races in the most supermany way and it's riveting, like right off the bat. And then he comes home and then the doctor explains that his mother passes away. So Chris, walk me through a little bit of like,
1: that scene a little bit and how that kind of impacted you in a way. I didn't see that coming. I I don't know if that was in the trailers. I don't think it was. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't watch all the trailers, but I did not see them getting rid of Martha Kent like that. And and the way they do it is really sad because she was essentially alone in the house. Clark couldn't even make it there. And her last dying words were, Clark come home. That was... That was a hard hitting scene. And I, I like the point of it too, because it's not something that's just, oh, she just wanted to see her son before she died. No, she wants him to take over the pharma. You know, that, that's the hint at it. Yeah. And I like the way that it was done and the way she was isolated, I thought was just very sad. And a, a, a kind of a cool moment. As soon as he rushes through the door, the doctor's like, Clark, how did you? <laughs> yeah. And then it just doesn't even matter. Yeah, The the weight of that moment was bigger than a Superman moment, you know? And I think that's a big anchor of this show. Well, I shouldn't say the show because we've only seen the one episode but in the pilot the emotional weight that just goes throughout is a big deal. And that scene, you really feel it, especially in the funeral scene too when it cuts back and forth to his father's funeral too.
0: Yep, Dude, I love the way you you phrase that where it's like it shows... It's about family, mm-hmm. right? Because what I always like to get deep is, like, like, I always call back to Smallville because Smallville was the show about family, right? At least I would argue that the whole entire show was really about family. I mean, and obviously, in the first few seasons where Clark's growing up, it's about family because mm-hmm. that's what Smallville represents. It's family. Right, So I think in a way to have Martha kind of want her son to still be happy and bring his family to Smallville where he can be happy with his family in a way I thought was just beautiful. And the scene just hit me like a ton of bricks because it's like we see Superman's always racing to save the day. And he's almost always successful, right? Like he's almost always there when people need him. But the one person that needed him the most... He wasn't there in time. Mm -hmm. And then he realizes that my sons need me and I've never been there because I'm too busy being Superman. Right. And it's like, you know, I get it. Like, you know, we've seen Superman like he feels like sometimes it's a burden to him. I don't actually don't feel that way that this is what like this is what it is. But I think it just hit me, too, because I think it's the best acting that I've seen heckling in like Mm -hmm. in this role. So I would agree. This
1: is the most they give they've given him to chew on i think and he really took it and ran with it i can, i completely
0: agree so chris we, um let's now move over to so we talked about like the care some of the characters were, were there any other characters that, that actually stood out to you outside of like the family
1: um, no because i we really didn't see a lot of the other characters i don't think we saw enough of them rather to get a good handle on them but sure. I, I think the family character—that's what this pilot was supposed to bring for us—and I, and I really enjoyed seeing the family dynamic between them. Um, you know, the kid Sarah seems cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lana Lang, I mean, wasn't much to her, but I'm sure we'll get more of her as we go on. Sure. The the biggest question is that reveal at the end, which I think we're waiting to talk about, right?
0: Let I yeah, let's let's just get right into it. So okay. let's um, <laughs> let's so let's talk about the villain. So he's known in like. if you look look up credits or whatever, he's known as The Stranger, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't think his name's ever really said in the episode, and if it is, it's just The Stranger. Uh, But we know he's a Kryptonian villain throughout the episode. Like, they make it known that he's a Kryptonian villain, right? So, Chris, as somebody that's a Superman fan, I know your mind was only racing to so many people when it was a Kryptonian villain. Yeah. So, did, uh, did the reveal go like the way you thought it was going to go? What did you even think of like the villain itself in the show?
1: Well, before we knew who the villain was, I just thought it was cool. <laughs> you know, I, I like seeing another Kryptonian show that he can... Halo 2.5. It did look like Master Chief. <laughs> I was thinking that, like, hey, did, this looks sort of familiar. Do you guys owe Microsoft any money or <laughs> um, or Bungie maybe? But no, the, the suit was cool. I, I like the concept though. I think the concept is an interesting one because a lot of times, especially when you do the Smallville Stuff Clark mm-hmm. is just kind of fighting people or something like that, you know? Unless you're talking man of steel again where he has the all that war in Smallville. Yep. <laughs> but in and you know, other stuff you don't really see that. So seeing the full-on Kryptonian villain and in, in the armor was very cool. We don't mm-hmm. really know what his problem is with Clark yet, but we got plenty of time to figure that out. And True. then when they did that reveal, I <laughs> did not think that's what it was or who it was. <laughs> that was a huge
0: shock. Okay, yeah. So so talk to me real quick because I'm actually somebody that's not uberly familiar with that reveal. Like, I know who the character is, but I'm not, like, familiar with that. Like, Captain Luther, like, that's a deep cut, I would think, in a way, right? I think I mean, so, but
1: I'm not incredibly familiar with him either. Okay. So yeah, yeah kind of so, new to me too.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think now, is this their way of doing a version of
1: Lex Luthor without doing Lex Luthor? I remember that months and months ago, they said they were casting a Lex for this universe or this show. And I was okay. saying, well, why aren't they using John Cryer? Mm-hmm. I think we got our answer. <laughs> it's a version, but that doesn't mean John Cryer isn't around, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's,
0: uh, it was just interesting because, like, it because another thing that appears to be known is that there was no kryptonite left on the earth or something. Or he or didn't he, have any left, or he didn't have any left. He okay, yeah. Left. So, I mean, it's obvious that, like, yeah, whatever version of Lexus is, it has some sort of vendetta against I Superman. I maybe. wonder
1: if, like, they took, um, so, the JJ Abrams Superman script, I think it's called Flyby, mm-hmm. that featured a Kryptonian like Luthor Okay. I wonder if they're taking some pieces from that. I don't know That's if they should, good. but <laughs> maybe they are. <laughs> I don't know. That's very well could be. Uh, but, that might be too then, deep. I don't know.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you, dude. Uh, and then, kind of just to kind of circle that back, I thought the scenes with them were great. Uh, I thought like mm-hmm. it was, I didn't feel that Superman was quite undervalued in the fight. I thought it was the fight that I kind of imagined where he wasn't, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think like how, because I didn't, it still felt like Superman to me and he lost and that's okay. Cause now it sets up the show and now we have our stakes, mm-hmm. right? Where it's, which, which is good, right? Chris, cause you definitely do want to set up your villain to be this menacing figure assuming that he's the villain throughout the show right
1: yeah and i like seeing superman lose because i was never really a superman fan until i watched man of steel and i saw that superman and i I really liked that version of him and after that i started to read the comics with superman in him and i paid more attention to him and other stuff so you know i like a superman who is more human Mm -hmm. and can lose and you know pick up you know Pick himself up. That's why we fall, of course. Uh, I like seeing a Superman who can do that. So to see him lose this first fight with him, I thought was a great idea. Instead of having him save the day in the pilot. Well said.
0: Well said. So, Chris, before I kind of end this on, I think what can be a great kind of ending discussion on this show. I know you know what that is, what that uh, is, which is which I can't wait to talk about. Um, were there any dislikes that you had about the
1: episode? I also say not one. I was very happy with the pilot. I thought that it hit all the right points, got all the emotional weight in the right spots. I saw the Fleischer suit. (laughs) Nice. Yeah.
0: Um. So my only um. My only one negative, other than the fact that it wasn't longer. I mean, was uh. I thought the uh the internet router thing was dumb. To be quite honest, I didn't like. I, come on, like I mean, like I don't know why, like Martha would uh, would ever have a router up that high unless you're looking for a death wish in general or why? Well, why it
1: would be in the barn?
0: Or why it would be in the barn in the first place? I'm pretty sure you need you need you need like solid surfaces for your internet to pass through. <laughs> so uh, I usually, guess, yeah, that that's a nice little CW thing for everybody. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was just Hard one, point. like nitpick, but I thought the episode was just. Fantastic, like you said, it hit it all the right beats. It brings super it brought Superman back to a more graceful, kind of hopeful, inspirational light, right? Like it's mm-hmm. in a way it brought him back down to earth in a sense, oh, right? I like that. I like yeah. that. So um, so Chris, now to kind of take this a step further here, with uh with shows like WandaVision now, and arguably maybe even The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. uh, which we're thinking is like the benchmark kind of going for it right especially WandaVision maybe I would say WandaVision for comic more so lately stuff. Um, so taking Superman and Lois kind of with still like this big grain of salt it, considering it maintains this consistency right of quality mm-hmm. um, what do you think like that kind of falls in line a little bit like with WandaVision and everything
1: I think this is an interesting question because I would say before WandaVision we didn't have a lot of superhero tv shows to compare it to we had all the cw stuff of course Mm -hmm. and then marvel had like agents of shield and uh there was that x-men show on uh fx i forgot what it was legion legion yeah and then they had the other one that was much more short-lived uh -hmm. that was on fox but they all kind of had the same kind of quality going for them even the cw stuff but then wandavision has come out and not to gush on WandaVision because we could do that for hours sure. but, but WandaVision I think set the bar as far as the look of a show like it mm. can look movie quality and the storytelling especially when it's episodic like this mm. um, so you, you, you account for that and then again you mentioned Mandalorian which is another good one that's a Star Wars TV series that works better than it should because it, yep. it's not about lightsabers or smugglers anybody that we know it is a random character who works. So then you look at something like this where it's it's a very delicate property. Mm. Superman gets people talking, whether it's good or bad, he's a beacon. <laughs> and, I love that. and so with that in mind, you kind of look at the show like, well, is this gonna be a WandaVision, or are we looking at the agents of shield? Mm. And I, that's not a knock on agents of shield, but it is you know, you, you look at the difference between the shows and i'm thinking this will be more in line with wandavision especially if i remember reading correctly they've got hbo max money behind this yep they do so i i think that's a big difference and the way this pilot is if this is any indicator this is one of the strongest pilots for superhero series we've seen i think mm. i agree yeah you uh
0: you brought up a very interesting point, which I think I'm not sure if I've made the point before, but it feels cinematic in a mm-hmm. sense, right? Like WandaVision feels cinematic. It's like you're watching these little mini movies just on Disney Plus in a way, right? Just because right. of the, the whole look and feel to it. Where I think Superman and Lois can succeed, not just in the fact that I think it looks more like an HBO Max show, which I think appeal-wise is excellent. Because that's what people love. Everybody loves like HBO shows, right? Because it's, it's what they're more accustomed to watching, in a way. So I think having it have this more Man of Steel vibe to it, I think, can only benefit kind of the appeal to people even more. Um, and honestly, I think the point that why we wanted to bring this up is just because, Chris, I don't know if you'll agree with this, but it's almost like we want this episodic format Over like the movie format right now.
1: Yes. I actually completely agree with you. Yeah.
0: So yeah. And then only because I've always said, I think Superman just works better on TV than he does on film. Why that reason is, I don't know. Uh, But maybe because he feels more familiar to people. I don't know. Um, But I think you can tell a more cohesive story. Mm -hmm. on TV than you would maybe on film and if you can maintain this level of quality I think it it can be excellent Chris because honestly I'm thinking this is going to be the only Superman we see in a a cinematic level maybe for a while other than Zack Snyder's Justice League Mm -hmm. that is because his Uh, future is still in limbo Chris
1: Yeah, I I don't think you're wrong on that I think that this is our Superman for the next you know, let's say five years, maybe, maybe longer, who knows? And I could be wrong, but that's what I think. I think also not to get off topic, but the casting of Supergirl is a, is kind of like a Kryptonian nail in the coffin (laughs) or a -hmm. kryptonite nail, I should say um, for Henry Cavill Superman. But I, I also think that there is the Man of Steel vibe here and that will bring people to the show. Like you said. And when we're talking about a movie versus a series, I think you just get more out of a character in a series. Because mm-hmm. in a movie they're trying to smash so many things in there. So in a case like okay. Superman, it's like, okay, we need to make him compassionate. We need to make him confident. He's got to, you know, wreck shop. He's got to destroy buildings, you know, in a fight. He's got you know, he's gotta do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas a the series, they can take their time, you know, forty-five minutes a week or whatever, they can tell that story like what we just saw is the tip of the iceberg of the show i'm sure i agree i agree and
0: what's actually other fascinating is we thought it was 13 episodes but it was it was it's actually 15 Mm -hmm. so we have 14 more episodes to go and where my only concern may lie chris is exactly what i just said is that they can maintain This consistency, because while I think 15 is maybe like that sweet spot, Chris, like I still think you don't go past 13. Mm -hmm. I still think 10 is like perfect. Like I think 10 is the ideal um, spot and even eight is like, okay too. I mean, anywhere between eight and 13 uh, specifically. So 15, I'm thinking, Okay, we might get a clunker of an episode (laughs) here. Maybe, maybe. Um. I don't know. It's but bound to happen. It's it's bound to happen. No show is perfect. I mean, you know. I mean, except WandaVision. Except WandaVision, of course. Uh-huh. So, but I'm optimistic because I think it's Superman, and I think they know that right now. Superman is their gem. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, and it just feels like that a lot of care went into this show. Yes, like I, I agree. More so than maybe like Flash or Arrow, which those shows were great, and they for some they still are. Uh, But I think like Superman just, um, I think Superman, they just kind of treat differently, which they should. Yeah. Right. So,
1: you know, it's a delicate property. It really is because he's he's a big deal. Superman is one of the most well-known characters around the world. Even if you don't know the entire story of him, you see the emblem, you know who it is. The shield is iconic. So with that. that, you just have to add care. You just have to come at it that way. I love that. I love that.
0: Um. So you you mentioned the uh real quick before we kind of start to wrap up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Supergirl. Um, is Supergirl a character that you would like to see in this Superman and Lois show, or would you like this to kind of be standalone and kind of let this Superman character grow
1: again? Are we talking about the the Melissa- Melissa Benoist, Supernoise? Oh, okay. yes. Yeah, yes. I I think that I wouldn't mind her seeing out just to have that um. I don't say community feel, but just to have you know, she's still in the universe, so why couldn't she come over? I'm not saying I want to see her in every episode or anything, mm-hmm. but it would it would make sense that she's around because she's already established, they were established together essentially. So mm-hmm. yeah, bring her over for an episode or something.
0: How about you? Yeah, I I think that would be I think that would be cool. I mean, especially like think of like if the way she can bridge the family gap mm-hmm. between That's everything. It. I think that could be just so cool. You know, so um, I'm with you. I mean, this was a uh, it was a super <laughs> nice surprise, Chris. Oh, yes. Superb. I would say superb, <laughs> superb, superb night, superb. I wouldn't want um, to see
1: her like moving to Smallville, though.
0: That's, you know, if, uh, if if I ever want a nice, chill, quiet life, Chris, I'm moving to Smallville. You know, I'm just uh, <laughs> it just she- it just seems like a very nice, nice place to, to end, end your life at, you know. I hear getting a farm there is a good idea, too.
1: Apparently. Zed- well, apparently, Zeddy it, gets, farms. it gets expensive. It does. Apparently. But Zeddy Farms can handle it, I'm sure. <laughs> I love that. I love it. That's
0: awesome. So, uh, so, Chris, is there any closing thoughts that you wanted to make on Superman and Lois? Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on that we missed initially?
1: Um, no, I think we covered it. Uh, you know, one thing I will say is we're both very excited about it right now. And I know this, this whole thing may come off as they just love everything we kind of do in this episode, <laughs> Yeah. but I, I think you'll agree with this, that it's just nice to have something so high quality and yeah. to be able to appreciate that. Um, we're both big fans of it right now. And if that changes throughout the next 14 episodes, fine, but I'm happy the word's it's starting. I think we're off to a good start. I agree.
0: I agree 100%. Yeah. And wh- where, I, where I like challenge people, Chris, is kind of what I, what I might have said on Straight Out of Gotham the show is while it's okay to still be excited for Zack Snyder's Just League, and we shot, I am, I think you are, Chris. Um, mm-hmm. What I challenge oh, yeah. people is, is that it's a different Superman. And while this may be the only Superman we see for a few years. I don't want people to be so off put that this is not their Superman. Cause we're in such Mm -hmm. like a golden age right now, Chris, where there's so many multiple takes of like characters going on right now. Uh, I just think that, you know, and I know putting him on a CW still kind of puts people off a little bit, but I just challenge people to give this a shot. I know. I mean, our, my other co-host Nico was not looking forward to this show at all and he was raving about it like he loved it and that's the other point i wanted to make chris was i went on twitter and i don't think i saw one negative comment no honestly and as a superman well let me let me preface there were negative <laughs> comments but for the most part it was overly yeah. positive
1: yeah that's what i was seeing And
0: too. yeah and as a superman fan chris like as somebody that was like heartbroken to see like the superman name be like crucified from man of steel and then bvs and then Justice League, it almost like made me want to cry and warm my heart because for the first time there's not this negativity surrounding superman it's Mm
1: -hmm. it's people want to see him again chris you know yeah you give people a quality adaptation they're going to want more of it generally (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i i think that this is that adaptation for right now i agree i agree that's uh
0: that's well said.
1: So, and again, let us uh,
0: so let us know what you thought of Superman and Lois. Did you guys like it? Did you hate it? What parts did you like? What parts didn't you like? Uh, tweet at any of us, and we'll make sure to plug our handles for you guys to do that. So, Chris, what would be your rating for uh, the pilot episode of Superman and Lois?
1: I would give it a Let's Go. Oh,
0: let's go. I'm actually gonna give this a Gotta Go.
1: Oh, I thought this okay.
0: was. I thought this was fantastic. Um, it was the Superman content that I needed. I know "Gotta Go" means it's perfect. Was it perfect? No, but it was. It was exactly the right thing that I needed at the right time, right now. And it get, it just gets me so humped, like humped. It gets me so pumped to see Superman <laughs> going forward. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna edit that out. I'm not gonna. I edit Hope you don't. No, it <laughs> no, nope, nope, it's staying in there. It's staying in there. Um. But Chris, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, world's finest episode one, man. Uh, we got however many of these left. I'm, I'm so excited to uh, can to continue this train on for you. I could talk tonight. Um, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be fun. I- I'm looking forward to it too. I'm so looking forward to hearing you continue to talk about Batwoman. like <laughs> it makes my day, Chris. Like, like. You have no idea. Like every time I see your review get posted, it's like the first I click that thing instantly. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see what Chris said thank about you. Batwoman. It's just like, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I appreciate it anytime. So, so Chris, thank you so much again for joining uh, for joining me. I look forward to talking about this throughout Batwoman
1: and Superman and Lost. Is there anything that you want to plug, sir? Uh, you guys can follow me at that Chris Evan Zero. Ah, uh, please follow the Let's Go podcast. I do comic reviews over there. Um, we have a bunch of things though. We have movie reviews by Zeddy himself and Nico Caruso. We have—I uh, don't—we have a lot of stuff. I'm—I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. I'm sorry. We have stuff. We, <laughs> we have, have stuff. stuff, and we have T-shirts you could buy. <laughs> buy T-shirts. That's my plug. There you go.
0: <laughs> awesome. That's incredible. And if you all don't follow him, and I find out, you were warned. You'll be warned. Ooh. So, follow Chris and don't let me find out that you didn't. I'm just kidding. Uh, you can you can follow me on Twitter at PapaZ underscore 95. You can follow this show at Vigilante1939 on Twitter. You can head us up on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and feel free to leave us a rating and a review. The reviews especially really help the show uh, grow because it makes, it helps more people find us and we certainly want more people to find us even faster. Uh, we, you can go ahead over to T Public and Get yourself some merch. Uh, There is a new design that I had to re-upload. So thank you very much. But that should be available for you guys to go get if you should so please. Uh, You can go follow Let's Go Marquee, which is the official movie and TV podcast that I co-host with Nico Caruso. Uh, And you can go follow the official movie and TV trailer show that I host with Emma Davis called The Hitch. So those are two other shows that you all aren't sick of hearing my voice on. So. There you go. Um, but with all that out of the way, Chris, we should uh, totally do this again. Don't you uh, don't you agree?
1: I think I think we might. I mean, World's Finest is kind of catchy. World's Finest. I like
0: catchy. it. I like it. So. All right. Well, for Chris Evans. My name's Nick Zanik. It's Michael Keaton's Batman always says <laughs> I want you to tell all your friends about me.